Welcome into the Jaguars broadcast week in review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. J.P. Shadrick with you, and we're on the doorstep of week two of the National Football League. And this week, the Jags head to Nashville to face the Tennessee Titans, and it's a place they've only won six times all time. With the last win for the Jags, they're coming in 2013. That was the Will Blackman quadfecta game and Gus Bradley's first win as the Jags head coach. That has been a while. Coming up, rookie receiver LaVisca Chenault explains the comfort of moving all over Jay Gruden's offense. Safety Josh Jones describes why his opportunity means so much. And a full preview of the Jags-Titans matchup, including Doug Marone holding off the hype. Let's start Wednesday with a final recap of last week's win over the Colts with Bucky Brooks, John Osher, and yours truly on Jaguars Happy Hour. They get some big-time defensive plays, set up some short fields. Gardner Minshew hits his targets, and all of a sudden, the Jags come away with a big all-around team victory. I think that's the best way to describe last week. That is the best way to describe it. Uh, great teams are able to play complementary football. The offense, the defense, the special teams work together. Looking at those stats, two things stand out. The two takeaways uh, are big. That's the biggest determining factor, deciding factor in football. And then four, third down conversion, the ability to get off the field on third down. The Jags were able to do that. That's why they walked out of the stadium with the win. Yeah, John, it was um, it was one of those where you you heard Doug in the post game. They they didn't fold up and go home when things got bad. And I th- I think he just likes the character of the group he has in that locker room, and it and it showed and it made him it made him right on Sunday. Yeah, I'll give him a lot of credit. He wanted his guys clearly. He he's not going to say this, but there were some guys who left that I think make this a better locker room. Uh, I don't think that's why they did it, but whatever happened happened. He talked all leading up to that week about the resiliency, and you sort of rolled your eyes because you thought, how, how resilient can a young team be? They came back from four deficits, 7-0, 14-7, 17-14, 20-17, and they played awful for about 13 minutes to where everybody watching it thought, this one's over. They're, you know, I don't know if they're tanking, but you sure thought they were going to be in the Trevor conversation. And they never quit. From what I've heard on the sidelines, the communication was incredible. Guys pumping each other up. And again, I know a lot of jaded NFL people roll their eyes and say, ah, it's all about talent. And I'm sort of one of those guys. But this is a team that clearly on Sunday pulled together, I would guess, better than the last two Jaguars teams. Jaguars Happy Hour airs Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday on Jags social channels with a Monday and Thursday show also airing on 1010XL AM radio in Jacksonville. Now we get to quarterback Gardner Minshew last week. He finished the game 19 of 20 with 173 yards through the air and three touchdown passes. That's just over nine yards per completion in the game against the Colts. Minshew Wednesday explains some of the reason why the throws might have been short. Yeah, we were just going to take what they gave us, um, and then our guys made some really good plays after the catch. And as as long as we're going, you know, they, we have that, we're going to take it. You know, that, that's our thing. We're just going to we're not going to force anything. We're going to take what the defense gives us, um, whether that's underneath, over the top, whatever. Uh, this week it just happened to be um, where it was. We'll see what the Jags can do against the Titans defense this week. And the Jags last week also saw the debut of so many rookies, including a possible weapon on the offensive side. Wide receiver LaVisca Chenault Jr. made three receptions for 37 yards and a touchdown in week one. But he also lined up in the Wildcat with a couple of carries in the game. And his motion in the offense pre-snap opened up other things for other receivers. The rookie loves the idea of being all over this offense. How's that been for you so far, and how comfortable are you moving forward? I'm comfortable. <laughs> I'm comfortable. I love it. Um, 
I love having the pressure on me, and I love, you know, just, I, I mean, I have to. I have no choice but to take advantage of my opportunities. I, I like the pressure. I like I like everything that they're doing with me, and I'm just going to keep taking advantage of it. Coach Marone and even uh, Coach Gruden both said that they went back to your college tape to try to maybe incorporate some of that stuff. Did you Do you see a lot of what you did in college in the playbook, and how much of that is we, have we seen already, or are there a lot of tweaks? involved um what's crazy is none of that stuff got put in like the stuff i did um this past sunday none of that stuff got put into the the week of so i i think they're just going day by day and they're throwing opportunities at me they throwing obstacles at me to see how how i respond to it so <laughs> i was i was i'm ready i'm always ready and i i'm telling you i love to do that type of stuff so anytime my name get called to to do something like that i'm on board with it. On defense, there were a few Jaguars rookie debuts, of course, but there was also the debut of fourth-year safety Josh Jones with the Jags. He kind of flew under the radar a bit in the offseason, but once training camp came around, he earned the starting job a year after being out of football. He was on the street for a four-week stretch early last season, and that experience made him appreciate this game that much more. It's been a long journey, you know, kind of short I mean, in the span of four years, but uh, it's been it's been it's been tough. It's been some ups and downs. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't want it anyway. You know, I believe in you know you go through what you go through because you needed to know what you know. And um, you know, now I'm in a place where where you know my coaches believe in me, and and it, it just makes it easier for me. What sort of teaching moments have the last couple of years got to you? You know what? Uh, being a young player, um, obviously you go through some some learning curves. So um, you know that 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 whole that whole thing. And I have a lot of wisdom. So I went through a lot of stuff, and now I'm able to – things that I went through, I'm able to pass it on to, to, to the younger guys, the younger rookies now, and say, hey, you know, just learn to appreciate this game, man. Because 365 days ago, man, I was on the outside looking in, and I, I never wanted to experience that. And I never want anybody to go through that. Because if you love the game as much as I love the game, um, you know, I, I, was in a, I was in a very, very dark place uh, 365 days ago. So – and to be in this position, um, you know, the only person I can, I can thank is God, you know. Jones led the team in tackles a week ago. He collected 12 of them against the Colts, and he should be an important piece of the defense moving ahead. Even with the team 1-0 and battling to be at the top of the division early in the season, there is a lot of doubt about this team nationally. Defensive end Josh Allen hears the noise. What, do you, what gives you a sense that people are doubting you after that uh, week, week one victory? Because uh, the guys, the guys that, uh, that are not here anymore, uh, a lot of good players left our organization and, uh, you know, they really saw that and they was like, oh, they're weak now. Uh, but little do they know they're not in the locker room with us and they don't see the guys that we have and they don't see how well we play together and how well we play together. And, uh, you know, we're a family, man. We play for each other. We play as one. And that's just how our mindset is. And I'm just excited to get going again. Would, would you think winning at Tennessee would be an eye opener for maybe everybody around around the league, not necessarily uh, in the locker room, but other outsiders. I mean, I feel like I feel like it's always going to be that doubt when when people think about us, and that's just the status quo we have to change around here. Uh, but you know, we're really focusing on ourselves and and how we play week in and week out, and because uh, we're not we, like we're not really focused on the outside noise. Uh, you know, we hear it all the time since. Freaking probably Jalen left that we weren't going to be a good team. And, you know, everybody left after that. And it's just been getting worse and worse. And now 
Uh, they saw us play last week, and now they're surprised. And so, uh, so yeah, I think it's a big game for us. Uh, it's you know a big game because it's a divisional game. It's a game we must have. If you win, if you go undefeated in our division or any division, uh, you know it's a good chance you're gonna go to the playoffs. So uh, we see this as a big challenge because it's you know first divi- a second divisional game and starting off two and zero in that is uh will be major. So uh, yeah, we're excited about this week and we can't wait to get going. Now to head coach Doug Marone, who knows the history between the Jags and Titans has not been so positive for the good guys, but he also understands this team might be too young to know the difference. His approach is simple, week to week. You know, we got so many young guys, you know, and first-year guys, and, you know, not many guys have been around. So I wanted to make sure that there was clarity, meaning it was just, you know, real clear for for everyone, you know, knowing that it's just human nature for people to say, hey, listen, this is, you know, hey, is, this is what happened before, or, you know, this is what happened to this team. And, you know, whether it be success or failure, you know, to say, listen, you know what, this is really a whole different deal. You know, it's a whole different team. It's a whole different atmosphere. I mean, everything there's, you know, it's almost like, you know, with the pandemic and everything, it's like, you know, if you labeled this season, it would be a, a, a season of of change, you know, whether you brought older players back, younger players, whatever you, whatever you have, everything has changed. So, you know, I wanted to make sure that we, you know, we, we kept our focus on a daily basis and we kept our focus looking at the day and, and not getting too far ahead. And one of my things was I, I didn't want some of those players that were either new or young players to try to go, what, what was going on? You know, what, what, what happened? What, uh, what are you trying to correct? What are you trying to do? Instead of, uh, my goal was just to go ahead and say, hey, listen, this is a division I want to create for this year and with this football team. So that's kind of the way I approached it. Player and coach video conferences available on Jaguars.com. Now to some hot takes from Ashlyn Sullivan, John Ozer, and Brian Sexton on Wednesday's Jags Drive Time. Big factor with Tennessee, too. Remember, the games when the wheels came off at Tennessee in the last few years have been late in the season when the Jaguars were already on the decline. I think stopping Mm -hmm. Derrick Henry playing better in Tennessee, this is not going to be a team that wilts after one bad play against Derrick Henry. So I think that's a factor too, which leads me to my hot take, which is Miles Jack. Uh, You know, the demise of Miles Jack in the offseason, I can't remember how many times I wrote, look, this guy is not as bad as people keep writing and saying. He was out of position last year. I think he may wind up being a Pro Bowl level player this year. I don't know if, it, if that means the Pro Bowl, because that can be tough in terms of how your team does, recognition, whatever. But I think he's going to have a monster year. All the people who rode him off, I think, will have to eat some crow this year. So, Miles Jack, Pro Bowl level player. I think he's a big reason why the Jaguars are going to stop Derrick Henry on Sunday. Don't just yep, look at the tackle think- numbers on him. He was terrific on Sunday. He missed one tackle, Schlin. But from that point on, he was all over the field. Even if he didn't become the primary tackler, he was in position to make the play. He was sensational. Yeah, and just all in all looking way more comfortable, way more confident on the field on Sunday, playing much more fast. I think we all noticed that from Miles Jack. All right, I'm going to the offensive side of the ball for my Bernie Woodfire Grill hot take, and it's about our new guy, James Robinson, the running back. Rushed for 62 yards on 16 attempts for no touchdowns on Sunday against the Colts. I predict that number will go up on Sunday against the Titans. And I know what you're thinking. This is a tougher defense. Philip Lindsay suffered a turf toe Monday night, the Denver Broncos running backs. So we really haven't seen this Titans defense be tested yet and how they will match up against a running back. 
but I think Sunday is a true match. I think by the end of this game, people across the country are gonna know who James Robinson is. He already is being talked about in Jacksonville after his performance against the Colts. I think he has an even better performance against the Titans, and the country starts taking notice. When we return, the voice of the Titans, Mike Keith, explains why Ryan Tannehill is the guy under center in Nashville for a while. Plus, Doug Marone holds off the hype. All that after this. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is here to help you keep your money working hard, week in and week out. Open a yield pledge checking or money market account today and start scoring some of the most competitive rates in the country. To see how we can fit into your financial game plan, visit a financial center near you or find us online at TIAABank.com slash Jags. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars broadcast week interview podcast presented by TIAA Bank. This season, the Jags are launching predictive gaming exclusively in the Jaguars mobile app. Choose a bingo card, pick your favorite three players, and place wagers to win prizes. Check the games out now on the Jaguars mobile app. Sounds like fun. And speaking of fun, Ashlyn Sullivan had a little bit of fun with a couple offensive linemen this week on Jags Throwdown. Cam Robinson and Will Richardson Jr. were asked a series of tough questions, with the judging coming from Ashlyn. All right, Cam Robinson, you have 15 seconds to tell me who in the locker room you would be most comfortable dating your sister? Go. I'm going to go with nobody. Um, yeah, no, nobody. Um, just, you know, my sister, you got to be like, you got to almost like walk on water. And nobody walks on water. So it's just going to be a nobody for me. Is that an option? Can I say nobody? No, that's not an option, but whatever. We'll give it to so you. you got to go with it. She's yeah. too good for everybody in the locker room. That's the exact answer. I hope she's watching. You're a good brother. All right, Will Richardson, tell me who in the locker room you would be most comfortable dating your sister and why. Go. I'm going to keep this one in the offensive line room. I'm going to say Tyler Shatley if he wasn't already married with kids. Uh, Tyler's just one of those dudes who's an overall just great guy. You know, um, I trust him with my life, so therefore I know I trust him with my daughters. He's that guy, if I go to a bar fight, out of him or Norwell, I'm taking with me. But when it comes to my daughter, I'd say Tyler, uh, Tyler Shatley. He's a real godly, down-to-earth guy and uh, very respectful. Give it to yeah, me. Yeah, I, I kind of feel a little bad for Cam, so I'll just go ahead and give it to him. You could have gave it to Will. Ain't crazy. nobody good enough. <laughs> That's crazy. The winner this week, Cam Robinson. Catch the full Jaguars throwdown segment on Jaguars.com. Now let's move ahead to the Week 2 game against the Tennessee Titans, and running back Derrick Henry for Tennessee dominated the conversation this week, as expected after his recent success against the Jaguars. Defensive coordinator Todd Wash knows that his defense must answer the bell. You know, a little bit of credit, obviously, to Tennessee. They're a big physical team. You know, they wear you down. Um, I, I think we have the numbers that we need to go in there and rotate and, and stay fresh for 60 minutes. The, the biggest challenge you know, that we're talking about our guys is we have to win the physical battle. I, I think Coach Vrabel does a great job of developing his team that they are physically going to pound you for 60 minutes. And that's got to be the mindset we have, that we have to come back and counter that and battle them for a 60 minutes. You, you know, once again, hey, let's let's keep this thing close and let's find a way to win it late. When you worry about Henry too much, then the Titans do have the ability to go over the top from the play-action game with quarterback Ryan Tannehill. And on Jags Drive Time Thursday morning, the crew asked the voice of the Titans, Mike Keith, about the future of Tannehill in Nashville. Is he the guy? I mean, do you get that sense that he is going to be the man there for the length of his contract? I do. I, I really do. He blew me away with what he did last season. And and I get the stuff from the outside that, 
he's got to show it again because it was so over statistically what he had ever done. But Brian, it seems like the right fit at the right moment. The Titans are stable. I mean, we talk about four straight nine and sevens. They're stable. They have a stable front office. They have a stable head coach. They they have an offense that returns 10 of 11. And he's in a place now. He's 32. He's got a couple of kids. He's played in this league. He's certainly seen the bad in his time. He's stable. And he has taken over the mantle of the franchise in terms of leadership, both on and off the field. So I, I think they feel very strongly about where he is right now. And, and you know, he was the big reason they won the game Monday night. He made a lot of great decisions down the stretch to to bring the team back and give them a chance to win the football game. I, I don't think he's going to have a 117 passer rating every year, and I don't think he's going to average nearly 10 yards per attempt. But th- as we all know, you don't have to. You know, you being being good is plenty good enough. He does not have to be otherworldly in terms of his statistical productivity. I think his passer rating the other night was 97.7. Hey, give me that. That works fine. Take care of the football, make great decisions at the line of scrimmage. The other thing he has too, Brian, is with all of his experience and his smarts, his ability to call a game at the line of scrimmage is a is a big big deal and something that the Titans have not had with regularity since Matt Hasselbeck was the quarterback in 2011. Catch Jags Drive Time Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday mornings on Jaguars.com and Jags social media. We continue the conversation about this week's opponent on the Doug Marone Show Thursday night on the Jaguars radio network. Jeff Lagerman asked about a new addition, but a familiar face on the Titans defense. Plus, maybe I should tap the brakes a bit on the early season hype. Yeah, and sometimes when you when you identify where he is and where he lines up, sometimes you expect him to be certain places, Doug, and he's a little unorthodox. And I, I don't want to say undisciplined because I don't know exactly what they're telling him, but sometimes Jadavian Clowney ends up in the same gap as another guy, and you go, wait a minute, from a schematic standpoint, it's not supposed to happen that way, but that's kind of how he is. He's a little bit of an X factor where he, sometimes you just don't know about him. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's pluses and minuses to that. You know, like like you said, I think, you know, a lot of times when when you look at a defense and you look at the structure of it, you can say, okay, this is this guy's gap responsibility, this is his. And, you know, you can use that sometimes to your advantage on uh, an offensive player, especially a lineman. You know, with him, you know, you, 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 you're you right, you don't know. I mean, you know, he can come inside, he can go outside, you know, and he's, he's so athletic and, and he can, you know, he can do those things and, and, you know, sometimes they get caught, like you said, if they get two in the gap, the ball can get outside. But, you know, if he comes inside and, and, and he's free, he could still make that play, uh, stop that play from going outside. No different than he could jump outside and still stop that play from cutting back. So he's an unbelievable athlete. And, and you know, he's just one of many guys, though, really on that defense. They, they've got a lot of good players, especially in the front seven. All right, Coach, final thought here. First road trip of the season, division rival on the road. Uh, It's been a bit since this team has won there. I know you earlier this week had said, hey, that's the pass. We're not looking back. But this is a battle for first place in the AFC South early in the season. Is your team ready for the challenge this week? You need to calm down. This is an early, early game, okay? (laughs) This is is early in the season. 
uh, you know, we've got a bunch of guys that are that, that, that love playing with each other, playing around and going. You know, we're going up there to win a football game. Make no mistake about it. But it's a long way from saying, you know, top of the division and all that stuff. It's a division game. It's important. No doubt about it. OK, but we've got a long way to go and we're going up there to put our best performance um, of the year. And that's what we're looking at. Zero, zero. You know, as far as our record, going to go up there and, and, and get a win. Tap the brakes, coach says. Uh, well, okay, I'll do just that. I mean, you started, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah, we're that's like what I'm saying. Yeah, crowning the division champ already. <laughs> it's early. I get it. Okay, uh, coach. Good luck to you this week. We appreciate your time, and I will tap the brakes the rest of the show. Thank you, coach. I'll hold off on hype man status a little while longer. It is week two, and the Doug Marone Show airs each Thursday on the Jaguars Radio Network. Remember, there's a new way to enjoy game day this year. The Jags have introduced Jags at Home, an interactive second-screen experience on Jags game days featuring Ashlyn Sullivan and Eric Dunn. And each Sunday, you'll have the chance to win $10,000 in cash and prizes. Visit jagsathome.com and get more information there on how you can play. Now to radio, we'll be on the air at 10 o'clock Sunday with the Publix Tailgate Show on 1010XL, followed at noon on the Jaguars Radio Network with Countdown to Kickoff. Then the Jags face the Titans in Week 2 at Nissan Stadium in Nashville as the Jags try to fire another early season salvo in the AFC South race with a lot of season left to play. Kickoff time set for 1 o'clock Eastern. Have a great weekend, enjoy the game Sunday, and thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. That's all for this week, and we'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank.